0: Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floors with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives,
1: and I'm Rob Johnson, Runner-Up for Floor of the Year.
0: Oh, congratulations, Rob!
1: <laughs> I think we got to hey. mention it. We got to mention Floor
0: of the Year for you every show. Uh, I, um, I think. I think. Speaking of that, uh, well, f- first of all, uh, Rob, what what is the uh, topic of our our uh, podcast today? Counter guys, the counter unsung
1: guys. hero of the wood floor industry. Good deal. But there are a lot more than counter guys. I, we're going to refer to them today as inside sales and
0: logistics. Absolutely, absolutely. So cool. All right, I'm looking forward to that. But first, um, I'm in um I'm in San Diego now, and uh, for the you know, last couple of days, and uh, you know I'm late for this podcast. I was supposed to start an hour ago, so I do apologize. It's a uh, whirlwind, uh, crazy whirlwind of traffic out there, huh? Traffic, man, uh, for the last three hours uh, between L.A. and San San Diego, and uh, it was brutal, man. So, but I'm here. I you, you,
1: you all calm down now.
0: Yep, absolutely calm down. I'm very comfortable and uh, ready to go. Where are you? I'm in a hotel downtown and San you're Diego. you're comfortable? You're comfortable? Absolutely. You said you're comfortable. I'm I'm very comfortable. Look at me. You're in your underwear, aren't you? I didn't say that. I said I was comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But I know what comfortable means for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well
1: you're in your skivvies, aren't
0: you? Come on. I'm I'm here and I'm ready to go and I'm I'm nice that and, cool well, com- and that,
1: you know yeah. what? You could do this show in your underwear. Eyes closed yeah. in your underwear. I'm not disclosing
0: that at all. You yeah. just, just said I'm comfortable. a boy. Hey, listen, I was at the NWFA last week and uh, had such a good time and uh, met so many uh, great customers and friends and what have you. I just have to say, uh, you know what? We The attendance was a little bit lighter than the normal, which we expected. And, I mean, that's no surprise to anybody. But I have to call it a, a, a great success for the NWFA. Had a great time. Everybody was in a good mood. Everybody was um, optimistic about, you know, the year coming up. And uh, everybody stayed at the booth longer than normal. I had so many people ask about you, Rob, and 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 the show, which we thank you guys for for that. It was uh, had some really funny, good conversations. So um, you how know, so many I,
1: people uh, how many people want to replace me? That's what I want to know.
0: You probably no, had a no, lot of those. Uh, yeah. I was the only one that ever brought that up. <laughs> Nobody, none of the customers did. You know, if anybody had a good rap, I, I, if, they, if they left, I thought, oh, yeah, it might work. Hey, there you I go. Got of, I got a list of 25 people.
1: Keep track 25.
0: of that guy. Yeah. Um, You know what was noticeably noticeably missing, Rob? I mean, noticeably missing at the NWFA for me was Canadian contractors. I really, it struck me while I was there that, um, you know, the, the Canadians always come down for, for NWFA they're always there. They travel all the time, all the events and everything. So many of them and they're a great bunch of guys. And because of COVID and lockdowns, uh, we really didn't see hardly any Canadian contractors and, uh, you know what? I missed them. Damn it. Well, uh, the borders uh, oh. closed. Yeah, I know. The
1: borders yeah. closed. I mean, um, you know, as far as training goes, We've had to uh, postpone. I think probably I think we're looking at like a half a dozen schools between yeah. Toronto and Calgary. Um, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I like you said, we uh, we love our brothers to brothers and sisters to the north, and you know, you and I are constantly getting texts and emails from them. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I do miss going to Toronto, doing my
0: schools up there. Yeah. Great, so great I, people. Always, always, always a past a to. Uh, you, know, you know what that means for us, though? Right? What I hope that means is I hope that you see next year, the NWFA was in and everybody kept saying, oh, this year it's in Orlando. It's going to be hot. It was wonderful. The Weather was great. Um, wasn't too hot at all. And it was overcast, whatever. But, you know, for for a ginger like me, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> but um, um, what I hope that means is the, the NWFA next year is in Tampa. And for every guy that I saw there, I went, "Oh yeah, great, great to see him, man." There was another guy that that didn't get to, get to make it down this year, and so I hope that we all get together in Tampa and just just knock it out of the park, man. Like have a massive celebration for ourselves and our industry at the NWFA down in uh, down in Tampa. I hope that uh, one thing I kind of missed this year is I didn't really, or maybe it's just me. You know, as you get older, you don't get invited to the cool parties anymore. But um, be nice to find a, a couple bars that uh, everybody could go to and, and congregate in and, and, uh, have a, have a, have a good time, man. So next year, I, uh, yeah, I'm looking for, uh, everybody to come down and just have a fantastic time, man. So I think,
1: I, I, I still think we're in a COVID transition year, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's why, you know, the, maybe the numbers were a little off and, uh, like you said, what a great opportunity it would be to get together with everybody and have a couple of beers and yeah, in, in a large room. but you know, people just aren't doing that yet. still, yep,
0: unless and you're also, on a plane,
1: unless you're on yeah. a plane, baby, they yeah. they're packing them in like sardines. Oh, Don't yeah, worry about it though,
0: but the party the party thing might have been my issue. Yeah, now, as I've gotten older and I you know in this job, yeah, you know, as you know, Rob, i've got I got more responsibilities. My evenings were spent on the computer more than uh, than hanging out with guys. But uh, uh, had a great time, man, I do every time I will never get I will never not look forward to the NWFA convention every year. It is my all time favorite time walking down the hall and seeing, you know, all these people that, you know, uh, is a great time man. great time. So I hope everybody makes it out next year. I I hope somehow we make next year like the biggest year of all time. That's my 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 wish for the NWFA. Okay, there we go. Killer guys, Rob. Let uh, me
1: ask you a question: Did you get to walk across the stage?
0: Yes, I did. Yeah. Atta you know boy, I, I don't That's get butterflies. I don't get butterflies anymore, man. I don't. Um, but be- you know, before I go out on you, you know, my Rob, I've been out on so many stages now. At this point in my life. Oh, I. Know. Uh, yeah. You know, you can imagine it's the old walk- hat. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I got no, I got, I got butterflies at this one, man uh you know it's it's uh you know uh it's something that for me anyhow that you uh you were hoped to get for a long time and to finally get it man was cool and not to be backstage with the other guys that were getting it a lot of first time guys getting their their uh floor of the year trophies was pretty cool i was excited for them man so suit and tie um no not for me not for any uh one, one gentleman had a suit and tie on um uh but um Pretty, pretty laid back for the most part. I got to see Michael Dittmer back there. Uh, We've got to spend some time with him, which is cool. So uh, yeah, good time, man, really good. Excellent, uh, yeah. that's great. So this show is on, on counter, guys. And you and I have uh, have worn many hats in our, in our uh, illustrious careers in this industry, Rob, uh, from holding the cord, uh, sweeping out closets, putting in closets, the corners, scraping corners, uh, working your way up to the edger, Learning how to roll the cord up the the, the proper way, right? Loading the bands oh, yeah. on the before we even sniff the big machine. Finally, to the big machine, you know? Then on to becoming a uh, a journeyman and then a the contractor, and we and, and you know we've worn many hats, right? And mm-hmm. both of us, both of us, is sat behind that counter, so we know a little bit about this. And I've said I I will be quite honest with you that. I think I've done a really good job in my career at a lot of things. I think I was a good floor man. I think I, think I was a good, good sales rep. I think I'm good at my job right now. And I was not good behind the counter. That job was tougher than I thought it was. And albeit I only did it for a year, so there's a learning curve there. That job is way harder than it looks like. And I, they are the young, as you said, the unsung heroes of our industry. So let's talk about that.
1: Well, right off the bat, like we said at the opening of the show, they're so much more than a counter guy. And that's why I think from now on, we're going to refer to them as inside sales and logistics, mm-hmm. because that is a lot of what they do. And the other thing, too, I, I want to hit on in this show is there's so many other people behind the scenes. The guys in the warehouse picking orders, guys yeah. driving forklifts. I used to work for a company when I had my counter guy stint or inside sales. I worked for a company called Hoboken. Probably a lot of guys out there remember the old Hoboken. And um, the, I think one of the funniest thing is when they would say we need to hire a driver, and they put an ad in the paper for driver. And I was like, driver, not a driver. <laughs> They're not drivers. That's no. the. That's like. The vacation part of their day is driving. Yeah. These guys, some of these guys leave with these giant trucks. You know how you know they it's like all the wood floor people have that same size truck. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a little smaller than a semi. Yeah. And they leave with it full of wood. And sometimes these guys would leave the shop by themselves. And they had to unload by hand. Yeah every stick of that wood so i used to laugh like hell when they yeah we got to put an ad in the paper for a driver like driver
0: yeah. yeah that's the last thing the least of it that's the least of it what they're yeah. going to do loading, so, those, loading those trucks up at five five in the morning some of them yeah, out in the snow and the rain and the, you know using the curtains on the truck and 20 of oh adhesive god it's a lot of work yeah
1: and it's like, yeah. And put it, you know, put this many on the second floor, this many bundles on the first floor, you know, in this room and that room.
0: And they do it. And that's even, what always amazed me. They, they do it. Even stacking the truck in a, in the in a way that makes sense that in the order of your deliveries, you know what I mean? Cause you're not going to have a forklift. So you got to put this wood over here on the second, on this side of the truck and, and make it all make sense. And, and, uh, and it, it's the, and and go out in that traffic and, you know, and, and, you know, you got guys calling you, where's it at? Where's it at? So. And it was to me,
1: to me. And I, I, like you said, it was a lot tougher than you thought it was going to be. I, I remember thinking, Oh, it's just going to be hanging out, be with guys and drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And for me, not sure about you, but for me, it was the first time that I had ever had to work with a computer ever. We didn't even have a computer at home when yeah. I, you know, this was back in the uh back in the late 90s when I was uh working at Hoboken in the Pro Shop. Yeah. And I'll never forget, you know, I came home, remember the second day of work, and we're ha- I'm having dinner with Pauline and she's like, so how's it going? And I said, uh I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can do this job. I really don't. And she's looking at me like, "You're you're kidding me?" I go, "No, this is, this is the absolute hardest thing. I I will never figure out how to do this computer stuff ever."
0: You did floors your whole life?
1: All of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm scared of nothing. Yeah. That first, I would say two or three weeks. I I tell you, I, every day I was leaving, going, "Well, that's it. This is my life." Yeah.
0: Believe they're going to let me
1: go so fast here that, you know, if I've rung up another scraper blade for $82,000, they're yeah, they're just going to finally get rid of me,
0: you know. I um it's the first time I learned about the what the word allocation means because I had a a, a guy <laughs> called me and he was looking for I will never forget <laughs> it, he was looking for 5 <laughs> gallons of anti-slip traffic. And so it says we don't have any. I go out in the warehouse. I see uh, three cases. (laughs) I go, well, stupid computers. I mean, it's right there. call the guy up. I go, hey, we actually have it, man. Come on down. He goes, fantastic. Comes on down, buys his five gallons of uh, traffic anti-slip. I ring it up, probably incorrectly. But um, then about, I don't know, an hour later, the guy next to me goes, where's my traffic uh, traffic anti-slip at? (laughs) I said, what traffic anti slip? He goes, well, I, I, I had five. K-. I said, yeah, I sold it to the, the other guy. He goes, well, it was allocated for this other guy. I go, well, it was in the warehouse. He goes, oh my God, I screwed that guy up completely, man. And I, I would go out in the warehouse from time to time and start punching stuff because, I mean, and, and it was going so fast. I mean, you know, it was a, a time in the industry was a, that these guys were buying a lot of different distributors at one time and, and, and the, 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 you know, we were slammed all the time. And uh, the amount of multitasking that those guys do, you know what I mean? From the phones to to, to you know allocating different different stuff for different people, and and the, the the all the trim work they had to take, keep track of, and all the orders. And oh man, it, it is way more. And I will never not appreciate the guy behind the counter because of that job. I mean, when I see them, I I know the knowledge that they they have. Just not just like a journeyman running an edger and running a big machine and putting finish on these guys are that good in what they do guys and gals One of the best I ever seen was up in Canada. Can't remember her name, but man, she was fantastic uh, or is fantastic. So much bigger job. And I imagine, you know, Rob, you, you know, working behind the counter, there's some pet peeves and some things that, that uh, could make their life easier and, and our lives easier. And maybe you can kind of go through, especially you've had more experience than me, some of those things. How can you help out the counter? Person? You got an inside sales guy that you work with all the time and what have you. See him all the time. Well, How can you make this person's life easier?
1: Well, let's not only uh, our experience, you know, you and I behind the counter. Um, but I talked to some counter guys inside sales reps, logistic guys. Um, just wanted to get some feedback from them. And it was the same. The same stuff that was happening when you and I were going, uh, had our stint at it. How long did you do
0: it? A year? Uh, a year to the day. <laughs> I had a non compete clause. So I can tell you it was a year to the day. Yes. Not as easy as it looked, is it? No. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Towards the end of that year, I was starting to, you know, getting that, getting the hang of it, you know, and feeling more confident and everything, but I still had miles to go to be really good at the job I mean, to really dial it in. I had a long way to go still. So, uh, that, that, that was an eye opener for me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. All right. So we talked to them about their pet peeves and of course, uh, their number one pet peeve is lack of planning. And this is going to ring true with so many things that we're going to talk about, so many uh, bullets that we're going to hit. But the first one right off the bat was lack of planning. Just like what you said before about traffic anti-slip. That guy needed it. Nobody knew about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... that if was it, one of their biggest pet peeves Yeah, was the contractor's lack of planning and just, you know, kind of giving them a heads
0: up. So you're saying that if it's a product that, that is not a commonly, you know, stock product as, as some others, that, you know, that, that may not be something that they, they sell a ton of or turn a lot of it over, that if you're going to order a specialty type product like that, you give them a lot of notice. Is that what you're saying?
1: Not even a lot of notice. Some sort of notice, yeah. Okay, not and not that morning, yeah. Not that morning. That's not enough notice. I'll be I'll, you close at four. I'll be there at three fifty-five to pick it up. You get a day to get it.
0: Oh man, that's
1: just not the kind of planning
0: I'm talking about. You just said something else too. Um, if a distributor closes at four o'clock, that guy, his brain has been been going all day long probably before he got to work. And he's, he's, you know, all day long, he's taking orders. He's doing all these different things. He's looking at, he's checking in inventory, which we haven't even talked about. You know, they're, they're doing all different types of things. They're dealing with uh, um, uh, sales reps that come in and talk to them, a million different things. And they close at four o'clock. You can imagine yourself, if someone comes in at 3.57 and starts, you know, placing an order that won't end till 445. After that day's been, <laughs> that guy's, you know, been there all day long. That's, that's a little, that's, that's asking a lot, right? Not that yeah. they don't appreciate it. I mean, I don't know about you, but the guys I talk to, they love their customers too, man. But, um, you know, I think this would just be kind of common courtesy. Exactly. Uh,
1: another is- one of their pet peeves. Pre-finished moldings. Pre-finished moldings. You're ordering a pre-finished job. Either order the moldings when you order the flooring. Too many guys don't do that. Or like Pete and I used to start doing, we just started making our own molding. Yeah. Uh, Rather than waiting on, because I don't know, know, I don't know how many times you heard it, but I don't know how many times I heard it was, you guys are sitting on a piece of $40 $40 baby threshold and it's costing me $9,000. Mm. Well, we're not the distributor isn't sitting on that. Yeah. It's just, you, you, if you would place that order, would it would have come in with the, you, you know, the whole deal with that. Uh, uh, I would, uh, and, and I know that there's some companies out there that are making a living on doing pre-finished molding. A guy used to work with the basic coatings. He started a company out in California where that's what he does, custom moldings, just for that emergency type guy.
0: Yeah, they're the bane of the industry, by the way. I bet every distributor, if they could get one of one headache, it would be moldings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every one of them's got a bay a mile long of of odds and ends that either someone ordered and didn't pick up, or was the wrong match, or they, they brought it in but the grain wasn't right and everything, and uh, and it's caused nothing but headaches. And they've got inventory, all that crap, and it causes an inventory uh, mess. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a tough one.
1: Uh, another one: sending in homeowners without a heads up. You know, not all distributors do this, but uh, actually, a lot of distributors were around where I live, um, they'll tell the contractor, "Hey, send your homeowner in, and you know, to our showroom, and yeah. we'll help them pick out the floor." And but the issue that they run into is sometimes they don't give the heads up. Yeah. And as long as you give that your guy in the distributorship a heads up, Hey, I'm sending a homeowner in, you know, keep them around the white Oak or keep them around the four wrench or, you know what I mean? That's what they were yeah. looking for. You got to give them a heads up. You got to help them out a little bit so they can, they know what direction to guide people. In. So people don't walk out by an LVP.
0: Well, the other thing too is, if you got two guys at the counter, and a and a homeowner comes in at 8:40 in the morning when things are humping, and you got to get out of that seat and go go out to the showroom and deal with that one person, while while in the heat of the the, the morning when you know things are booming, that takes that guy out of there being productive to his you know bread and butter customers uh, for a long time, and now he's he's inherited the headache. You know what I mean? So, a lot of distributors feel differently about how they handle customers coming, homeowners coming in, and what have you. But I I can tell you firsthand that was sometimes a nightmare. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we this is another bullet we'd already touched on it, but I'll say it again: that last-minute, end of day, or end of week requests.
0: Yeah. It's Friday. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's Friday. Four. Four forty-five. Closing at five o'clock. But you know what? When I was a contractor, I was guilty of that too. Uh, I think if we, I was a horrible planner, I'll admit it, I was a horrible planner. And I don't know how many guys, and I know guys still do this to this day. I don't know if we should say this. But you know how many times did you just call your distributor and say, do me a favor. Don't I'm don't Not finish gonna it. make it.
0: Don't don't I'm finish it. Hang on, hang on. I know what you're gonna say. Put it out yeah. by the dumpster.
1: Put it out by the dumpster. Put it out put by it, the back.
0: Put it under the bushes. Yes.
1: Every yeah. Every distributor, I think, has a little hiding spot where every yes. floor guy can go and find their little Easter eggs.
0: Yep. 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 Did the same and, thing. Hey.
1: And and man, if I didn't, if that wasn't like the best thing in the world for me. Yes. Like oh man, I. You know, I just needed another five of poly. I thought I'd have enough. And can you yeah. just put it out under the bushes? I'll, you know, pick it up
0: on my way home or whatever. And and they're usually great about that, man. We did the same thing. Hey man, do me a favor, can you hide it around the corner there? Uh, we we're we roll short <laughs> of building paper and we'll pick it up and and, uh, and that that you, those counter guys can make your day for that. But you know what? as i and it took me until I got out of the you know where I could stand back and look at it from a bigger, broader scope is that uh, maybe we do, you know as much as we had good relationships with them, but maybe we didn't say thank you enough. you know what I mean, maybe we didn't appreciate that enough. Uh, look at it from their perspective, you know uh, so a thank you once in a while goes miles, and you know what I mean, especially someone that goes over, above and beyond for you, you see them every morning, man, uh, bring bring them donuts sometimes to bring them something or. Shake their hand and thank them. I know a lot of guys do, but who doesn't want an attaboy boy now and then, right?
1: I mean, it oh yeah.
0: likes to be acknowledged yeah. for something that. They, uh, who was I talking to someone the other day? Went way above and beyond for uh, for um, a contractor, and and got zip out of it. Like way above, like, you know, drove miles there to drop something off on a Saturday, and the person never even really, you know, just like he almost expected it. So uh, I think it goes miles for anybody that uh, in that position, if you can just say, thank you, shake their hand, appreciate it, man. Every once in a while, maybe do something for them. That'd uh, be kind of cool, man. Cause they're every bit of important part of this industry. You you, what you said the unsung heroes of this industry, right? So I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And yeah. uh, you know, another one of their pet peeves is when somebody gets pissed because they don't have something. Yeah and you know they don't have something well you haven't ordered that in nine years or you've never ordered that before yeah and, and you they're furious that, that you don't have it
0: yeah the other thing too is a lot of contractors i mean will come to the uh the counter guys for a lot of information you know which way should i go i mean they sell a thousand products down there i don't know that's the other thing there's so many products that they sell is how do you keep track of it all and have knowledge about every one of these these uh products that are out there so um they you know they've got you know they are always trying to educate themselves too they come in they do product knowledge days where they you know reps will come in and, and and talk to them about their products so they can talk about them you know and know what they're what they're they're talking about and they spend a lot of time doing that um so you know distributors are a hugely important role in this industry and uh gosh we'd be lost without them i mean you know it's it's I, I think back to all the times they've saved me just because i had a good relationship with them yeah. you know what i mean and uh, or or gave me a heads up hey wayne just so just so you know such and such is going to be out we're going to be out pretty soon if you're going to need something better order it now you know what i mean that type of deal right, so right. looking out for you so yeah man i mean and uh,
1: too many times you know i think i think too many times people attack something like a distributor with a broadsword, like oh the middleman is the worst thing in the world well no it's not okay it it is not I'll, I'll tell you a quick story i won't use company names or names or anything but i had a huge contractor that i knew sooner or later was gonna say to me you know we're so and so and we think we should be buying direct
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I knew the conversation was going to happen. And I had no, as a sales guy, back when I was in sales, I really uh, had no idea because I didn't want to lose the customer, you know? Yeah. But so finally the meeting comes. Big table, eight guys on their side, me on the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, this is, we like this. And this has been working out great. He goes, but you know, we are so-and-so when we're going to need to buy direct. And I looked at the guy and I said, well, if you want high pricing and bad service, I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) And this was a Friday afternoon, right? Yeah. Early Friday afternoon. And he looked at me and he goes, what, what did you just (laughs) say? I said, if, if you want high prices and bad service, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely your guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what the F do you mean by that? I go, look, we're manufacturers, okay? We're good at making this stuff. Yeah. I said, but if you think that I have this stuff sitting up in my garage and you call me on a Friday afternoon and say, hey, I need two gallons of this. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going fishing. I'm not bringing you in. I, I don't have this stuff. Yeah. Okay. He goes, oh, okay, I get that, but why the high price? What are you talking about? I go, well, we have distributors that spend millions of dollars with us. Why would I give you the same price we're giving them? Yeah. And actually, as I was talking it out with the guy, I thought to myself, that's really when distribution really hit how important distribution is to our business. Bona is not going to be good at servicing individual customers mm-hmm. as much as people want you know, Oh, I want to buy direct. We're, we're not geared for that. Most manufacturers aren't geared for that. And that's why distributors are so important in the industry. And, you know, so many times you get this bad, bad name of being, Oh, it's a middleman. You know, I want to buy direct. Well, hell, the middleman is what you're paying for.
0: Yeah. they right. you know, logistically it, it it's huge to be able to have a, a a a place that stocks all these different things that you need because i mean yes on one job whatever you know here and there but i mean you look at a year's time how many different products you're going to have to go through and how many different manufacturers you're going to have to deal with i mean the logistically alone um they're they're massive massive help for for uh, contractors so and and partnering with a good distributor um their sales reps, their outside sales rep, as long as 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 well as their inside sales reps, uh, the value that they bring is just over the years has, is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you can't say enough about them. Uh, the knowledge that they bring and and the service that they bring and have be able to deliver to you and and all these different things, the the this you add it up over your a years time, I mean, holy smokes, man, it's invaluable, especially yeah. with. With labor shortages that we have now, even more so, I think the distributor plays an important role that, you know, that you can go there and get everything you need that you can have it delivered, perhaps, to your, to your job site. And, uh, man, and that's the other thing. Another pet peeve is uh, when, you're de- when you're delivering parts and the, and the guy is supposed to meet you at nine o'clock at a certain place and he's a no-show and that then you're expected to, to, to hump everything up to the second floor. Every distributor handles this differently. But I can tell you how I handled it. <laughs> you know, I wasn't very happy about it, man. You know what I mean? And on the flip side of that, uh, when I was a contractor, we used to we used to take care of the drivers. I mean, um, you know, they show up with four pallets of wood on a the job. They're humping that in and then what have you. I mean, you, we take care of those guys in, in, in the form of a tip or something uh, to, to take care of them. Because it's a lot of work and it's appreciated what they do. So not to mention, I'll, I'll, here's the other thing, too. The same thing with the mechanics that are working on the on the on the machines holy smokes <laughs> you can't put a price on that man i mean you're down a machine that's your livelihood and to have a you know and and you know, I, all them parts in that back of that warehouse they've got to stock thousands of parts which which there's a lot of money tied up in and sitting in there right so and and Having someone that can have the parts and then fix the machines and everything, man is just absolutely fantastic so yeah, so i I thought I thought you and I talked about this out. They are the unsung heroes, and I don't think they they get uh, the credit that they deserve a lot of times and uh, that's how much we appreciate them and um so if you run into them and, and you' you know you might give them a shout out and just you know, and I know a lot of guys do anyhow, but you, you can't say hey thanks a lot, enough, right? To someone that that you like and and, and has been helping your business and everything I, th- I think it's important so
1: well another question that we asked him was uh what would they like their customers to know about their job that the contractor really doesn't know about the job yeah um and i you know this one i had to take on my you know my own experience was how many times that guy your inside sales guy goes to bat for you with management. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're almost like the buffer, you know, because you have usually a bean counter or something and somebody, some office lane, no, no, he doesn't get it. And that guy, you know, I remember a couple of times me going to the bean counter saying, look, I know this guy's good for it. Okay. Yeah. He's got a huge job. He just, he's turning the corner here, mm-hmm. you know, let this order go. He's going to, you know, figure it, we'll finagle a little financing, give us this. And, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just saying, well, sorry, you know, yeah. the office said no. And I don't think that a lot of guys understand sometimes how that inside guy, your inside guy really goes to bat for you sometimes. Uh, with management.
0: So Rob Johnson suggested that I come to you because I'm getting ready to turn the corner and I really need you to get this $20,000 order for me. Uh, so
1: yeah,
0: it's rob. Yeah. Johnson at bona. com. <laughs> but you're
1: just leave the edger here, leave the edger in your first kid. And- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, but point well taken. All the way around, I, I've had uh, and I, man, I, I, I won't, I, I, can't name the branches, but I go into some branches where you go, holy smokes, these guys are good. I mean, these guys are like a, like a well, you know, like a Swiss clock. They're dialed in. You see at five o'clock in the morning, they're already humping stuff, getting the orders ready to go. They're getting the trucks organized. The guys are coming in. They got coffee made on the, on, the, on the counter. Their, the lights are on. The heater's on. And these guys are already in full gear at five in the morning. They're humping, man. They're they're they're, they're
1: exactly. I, I mean, we roll out of bed, jump in the truck, and drive there. They're open and you're ready. There. Yeah, you're there. They're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah. They were there a lot earlier than I got out of bed. Yeah. Uh, another thing that they don't people don't realize about their job, they don't realize. Some guys just don't realize how long it takes to track something down, get it delivered in, have it for them. You know, they just don't realize that, you know, it's not Amazon. You know yeah. what I mean? you order something and it's there in two days. Yeah. I don't think Amazon could do what distributors do. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I'm funny you say, it. I remember now, now that you bring that up where a, a guy would order pre-finished floor. And uh, call me up at you know in the morning, where's where's the pre-finished floor? And maybe it's the manufacturer that doesn't have it in. Maybe it's a hiccup on their end, you know I mean? Maybe a delivery company screwed up on their end. And then I get to call it, you know, at nine o'clock. Then I get to call at one o'clock, where's it at? Then I get to call at three o'clock, you know what I mean, and screaming at me, where's the order at? When it's it's downstream, a lot of other things have happened. And and but you know, the guy on the counter is the guy that they talk to, and they, they sometimes they get Every way vents to them you know what I mean oh yeah and they're just trying to do just trying to do the best they can with what they have and and so that yeah that's uh that, that comes with the territory and,
1: that. and that's what I meant about that guy being a buffer because he's getting vented on from the contractor but he's also getting vented on by management yeah he's the you know what I mean he is yeah. the real buffer
0: yeah no, all all really good points, man.
1: Um. You know, we go back to these um, little insignificant part. You know, and uh, I think a lot of guys sometimes would get upset that oh, you're a bona distributor. No, why don't you have, you know, uh, Brazilian cherry filler and quartz? Yeah, you, you're a bona distributor. And what I don't think, and I and i don't think contractors realize is everything that you see in somebody's warehouse usually had to be paid for within 30 days or under 30 days yeah we don't live in a big consignment world here in the wood floor industry Mm -hmm. everything that you see machines paper everything has to be paid for and sometimes i don't think guys would get that
0: yeah when they'd be
1: the, screaming about oh you don't have this you don't have that I'm like, oh we're trying no yeah. we try
0: all they have on themselves that's that's like real estate everything there has to make money it's there's it has to earn itself in, into that into that location so it can turn and, and make a profit for this and you're right these the, the, these thousands of parts or hundreds of parts or items that rarely turn over but they have to have them in case somebody happens to come along and needs a spring for uh you know the inside of, of a buffer or something uh all cost them money and uh so um man and to, honestly there's not a lot of there's no great big huge line of people waiting to become a hardware floor distributor <laughs> it, it, you know it's a tough job you know what i mean it's a really difficult job um so um i don't know i think it is good to talk about because i you know like i said they're uh, they're a massive part of this Industry, uh, it would be complete chaos without them. Uh, this year, they're probably getting hit a little harder than normal because well, they are because of COVID and uh, the shipping delays and everything. They're on the front lines. Uh, they're they're doing what they can to bring in orders and bring in material and bring in stuff and and uh, they're getting uh, they're getting it handed to them because the manufacturers are hurting right now. So, I I thought uh, we thought it would be a good kind of topic and um, uh, to talk about. So. There you go, Rob.
1: Well, let's talk about how we can make their lives easier. Okay. And really, the question shouldn't be how can we make the distributor's life easier. It's how can we make all of our lives easier, contractors and distributors. And it's really simple, I think. Just planning, planning, planning. Go in, sit down with your, your guy once a month and let them know what's going on yeah but be specific everything species stain colors sealers that you're going to need traffic anti-slip that's a that's a perfect one. yeah we're really talking that up so much at the schools now that it's really starting to and it's really starting to take off so these are the things you know species wits because you just can't have everything in stock so as long as you're going in there Once a month, sitting down with your guy and saying, just laying it out, saying, here's what's coming up this month. You know, this is the the vicinity that I need to be in here, you know, just so you're not laying any surprises on.
0: Yep. Yep. No, um, all good points.
1: Uh, Another thing we asked them was, what do they love about the job? uh one of the big ones that i heard was they love selling that homeowner they love being part of helping that contractor make a sale
0: yeah
1: they love being a part of the contractor's success stories it's a good feeling
0: yeah
1: you remember that or do you yeah. did you yeah. ever did you ever get to help anybody or no it was, it was just a disaster me. it was, I was a
0: disaster yeah I helped the guy that needed the five gallons of uh, traffic anti-slip that didn't think we had it. You were you you were a star for him. I was I was his hero.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other, I think the main thing that they all everybody, this was the same answer I got from everybody was friendships and close relationships over the yeah yeah. Because let's admit it, I mean a lot of times these distributors and I I know when I worked there and when I would go there as a contractor when I worked there uh, as inside sales it was like a general store it was like the old-time general stores Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you go in, have a cup of coffee talk to the guy you know he knew about your kid in Little League you knew about his girl and dance you know what I mean it was a nice personal a nice break in the day but the other yes. thing, too, was you get your stuff, but they also knew what was going on in the industry would keep you up to date with stuff. Yes. I mean, it. you know, the with, old uh,
0: sitting around the pickle barrel with one caveat there. I mean, be aware that I mean, I can tell you this firsthand. Some guys will sit and talk to you forever. And in my mind, I'm got, oh, man. I got, the, I got all these notes from these guys. I got to get it back to. I got to find out where this guy's order is. I got to order 400 square feet of three, five, and seven for this guy. I haven't done that yet. I'm trying to find this time where I can get it. And this guy won't leave. You know what I mean? He's hanging out there. He, he's done for the. He coated the floor at, at 11 o'clock. He's done. He can't go home yet. You know, whatever. So he's talking to me, and I'm thinking, my God, won't this guy please shut up and go away so I can get my work done? So do keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Shut up and go away. Not that, but do keep that in mind that these guys have a job to do too. So, (laughs) all right. Good stuff, Rob. Well, let's finish it off with,
1: and you had said it at the beginning of the show, we had said it at the middle of the show, take care of these people. Take care of those warehouse guys. Take care of those drivers. Take care of your inside guy. Holidays, birthdays, just for the hell of it. Take care of these guys because I'll say one thing. I, I know we used to take care of it. Take care of all our people. Um, you know that help Pete and I out, and it came back to us tenfold.
0: Yeah, it really well, did. And I'm gonna I'm gonna look out for the for the for the guys that are green, that are young, have only been doing it for a year. Uh, have be patient with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel their pain. Um, so when a guy is learning, he makes mistakes, whatever. He's just starting out. And he's he's learning the ropes. Give him a little bit of room and uh, a, little, a little compassion that, uh, you know, we all been there. We all had to start somewhere and uh, give that guy a little bit of a break. So, all right, good deal. I'm glad we got that out of our system. We've been wanting to talk about that for a while now.
1: And, Young, uh, sung heroes of the industry, man. Yes, sir.
0: Yep. Okay. There you go. And I'm, I, it's weird. I'm in a hotel room. I feel like I'm shouting and uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm, the the people in both rooms are getting a free podcast episode. They are probably not uh, meeting right now because I can hear them talking. They can probably hear me talking. Um, So anyhow, this has been another episode of on the floor with Wayne and Rob, and please do stay tuned for another episode.